If you're anything like me, you like to encourage people with a kind or loving or gentle word. But what about the times when those just aren't enough? What do we do? (laughs) Do we give in and admit that we're just not good at comforting people? I don't think so. I think there's actually several different ways we can meet people where they are. My name is Sydney LaFleur Murphy and welcome to the Life at Peace podcast. This show is all about tackling the stuff that fuels our everyday demands, doubts, and dysfunction in our perpetual pursuit of peace. Get ready for deep thoughts and challenging topics, all grounded in biblical truth. Enjoy the show. I remember walking from class one day to get back to my dorm. I was with one of my friends and she was the president of an organization on campus. I was super proud of her. She had so many responsibilities on her plate. And on this particular day, she was just feeling the weight of it all. She was very stressed. She was trying to put events together, get people to come onto campus to speak to students. She was trying to keep her organization members accountable for their responsibilities. And there were just a lot of problems going on with with stuff not getting done or things falling to her as the leader. And so she was just feeling extra stressed about it. And she was talking to me about this. And while she was talking, I kept thinking, what can I say to make this a little bit better? How can I cheer her up with some words? And I guess she caught on to the fact that I was doing that because she stopped and said, Sydney, you don't always have to respond. And that threw me. I just thought, I didn't say this, but I was kind of thinking, well, what am I supposed to do? You've been telling me all this. Don't you want some advice, some help, (laughs) some encouragement? But it turns out that that's not what she was looking for in that moment. She was just trying to get something off her chest. She wanted to talk to a person that she trusted, which happened to be me in that particular moment. And she was trying to verbally process through what she was feeling and what she was thinking. She was not looking for a quick fix or a solution (laughs) to her problems. She just wanted to talk. And... When she called me out on trying to fix things, (laughs) fix the situation with my words, I realized for the first time that I had a bad habit of, of doing that. I always defaulted to what can I say or surely this person needs some advice or they're asking for me to step in and intervene with some profound, just life changing wisdom. And (laughs) absolutely not. That was not what was going on with that. And I just realized in that moment that that just wasn't true. And because I'm a words person, I thrive on words of affirmation. That's one of my top two love languages. I think the second one is physical touch. So I also like hugs and pats on the back, pats on the shoulder, just things to make me feel encouraged and loved and supported. But (laughs) because I'm a words person, naturally how I communicate with other people is I try to think of what is the best possible thing I could say to them. And this is typical for us to do this. Um, If you, maybe you have a different love language. Maybe you feel good when people do things for you, acts of service. So in that case, your default might be if someone is hurting or needs some encouragement, maybe you think, what can I do for them? Maybe they're burdened, maybe they're stressed, maybe there's something I can help take off their plate. If you appreciate it when people give you gifts um, as a way of showing love. Maybe you think about what can you give to somebody to help encourage them or cheer them up. Quality time. You might 
default to, um, oh, I guess it's been a while since I've had time, since I've spent time with this person. Maybe if we go to lunch together or if we just spend some time talking, that could help fix everything. So we all have our different ways of feeling loved. And typically, I say typically because there's just always exceptions to this, but typically we communicate, we initiate communication based on what we like to do or based on the way that we feel most loved. The problem with this is that sometimes we need to meet the person where they are and we have to give them what they need, not what we think they should have, if that makes sense. So all that to say, words can be great. They can be profound. They can be thought-provoking, life-changing. They can, can, they can get a person to reconsider how they're feeling or what they're thinking. And good examples of this are with podcasts and songs. So both of which I consume on a regular basis. So in addition to doing my own podcast, I listen to several others. I have several saved in my Apple library and they're not always encouragement or or uplifting podcasts. They can just be, um, I just like to hear people communicate about stuff. I like to listen to people talk. So I have, you know, relationship podcasts in there. I have um, what's another one? Organizational stuff. Like I, I have one about organizational psychology. So I like to hear just different perspectives on things and how people process and communicate. Songs are important to me too because lots of music has helped me navigate through different seasons of life or it's just, I just think music is fun to listen to. <laughs> like I don't need a reason to listen to it. I just, I put it on because I want to hear something uplifting and exciting. So oftentimes I've sent songs and podcast episodes to people in my circle to help encourage them if I know that they're walking through something or if I think that a particular episode or song lyric will minister to them in some way. But sometimes listening is more is more important than speaking and so it's not always crucial that we think of the perfect thing to say to someone in their time of need. Um, sometimes a hug is cool. Not everyone's a physical person. People don't always like hugs or, you know, pats on the back, <laughs> like I mentioned earlier. But maybe if someone's feeling especially down and you're feeling moved to do it, maybe a hug could be, uh, it could go further than what you're thinking. Sometimes a person just needs space to think or to blow off steam. I know when I get upset about something, I don't want to talk about it right away, which is ironic considering the fact that I am so quick to to try to fix things with words. But when I'm upset, I need some time to process through what I'm feeling. So I like to be alone. I like to just keep things to myself and just turn inward. And when I'm ready to talk, then I'll go seek out someone to share what I'm going through with and, you know, just kind of talk it out that way. But initially, no, I don't want to, I don't want to be around anybody. I just need time to be alone with my thoughts. Sometimes we can be a literal shoulder for someone to cry on. I've had to cry on several friends' shoulders before. Ugly crying too, where like eyelashes were clumped together, makeup was running, snot, <laughs> just everything was just, everything was running. So um, I've had definitely some different crying episodes. I've had friends cry on my shoulder for just various things. So words definitely are not sufficient in situations like that. Sometimes you just got to let it out. You just got to get it out of your system, let the other person get it out of their system. And there's no need to try to fix anything. Just let it be. 
let the moment play out the way it's going to. All of this to say, it's just important to feel a person's feelings sometimes. A beautiful illustration of this is in the Pixar movie Inside Out. And if you haven't seen it by now, then I guess you just don't plan to (laughs) because it's been out since 2015. It was a great movie back then and it's still awesome now. But in this movie... The main character is an 11-year-old girl named Riley, and so she is just living the dream. She's got her best friend. Uh, She's got a loving family, loving parents. She gets to play her favorite sport, hockey, and she's just living life, her her little 11-year-old life. Then most of that is uprooted when she and her family move to a different city, and she's moved away from her best friend. She has to start from scratch with meeting people. And she just has this a terrible attitude <laughs> toward her parents because she resents them for basically uprooting her life like that. Well, the main focus of the movie is we go inside Riley's mind to her emotions. So the emotions featured in this movie are joy, sadness, anger, disgust, and fear. The main character of these emotions is joy. So it's always her job to keep Riley happy, to encourage her, to... Um, It's not really to encourage her, but to keep her happy and to keep her enjoying life. And so really joy and sadness are the two main ones. And we follow them around for most of the movie. By the time we get to the middle of of the movie, we meet Bing Bong, who was Riley's imaginary friend growing up. And Bing Bong is just really sad. He's grieving the fact that she's older now and doesn't really think about him anymore. He's just feeling really forgotten and lost and he's lost his sense of purpose. And so at some point in the movie, he is just down about you know how many memories they used to have and the fact that she's left him behind. And Joy is trying to cheer him up. She's making goofy faces, trying to get him to laugh and smile. But he's not having any of it. <laughs> he is just not feeling it. But then sadness comes over and she sits with him and she starts to empathize with him. She, she says something to the effect of, you know, oh, I'm sure that was really sad, huh? And Bing Bong is just telling her about the different adventures that he had with Riley. And before you know it, he's crying with sadness. And she's just there patting him on the back. And then he sits up and he's like, okay, I feel better now. Let's go. Joy, meanwhile, who has been watching this whole thing, comes over to Sadness and she asks her, how did you do that? To which Sadness replies, I don't know. I just, he was sad, so I just listened. And this whole thing, despite my description of it, (laughs) it was really short. The scene probably lasted for maybe two minutes, but it was such a deep meaning that was being communicated or a deep message that was being communicated through this is that it's not always important to make people laugh or to really get them to cheer up at all, but really just to meet them where they are and to be there for them in their time of need. And so Joy the whole time had just been trying to keep everyone smiling and laughing, but there finally came a point where sadness had a more important role to play than Joy did. And this, funny enough, ties into scripture (laughs) with Ecclesiastes chapter 3 talking about how there's a time for everything and every activity. Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 4 mentions that there's a time to weep and a time to laugh, which directly correlates to the scene we just talked about from inside out and ecclesiastes 3 verse 7 says that there is a time to be silent and a time to speak so what these two scriptures tell me is that it's okay and really that it's even expected that we're going to encounter situations that are just too much for words 
words can be wonderful. They can be amazing, as we've hit on a few times earlier in this episode. But there's just simply times when they're just not going to get the job done. (laughs) God used words to create the earth. He spoke things into existence. So yes, they definitely have their time and place. But we as finite human beings, we have limited vocabulary, first of all, and limited experience. So we don't understand and we're not, it's not possible for us to understand the full scope of what people are going through. So the best we can do is just try to be there in whatever way we can, more importantly, in whatever way the person needs us to be there for them, whether this is a friend, a family member, even a coworker. I mean, let's be real. Sometimes things just get really uh, tough at work (laughs) and emotions, uh, you know, run rampant. So the takeaway from all of this is that it's okay to not have the right thing to say, to not have the perfect words to capture what someone's going through or to instantly cheer them up. So we can just get rid of that burden, take that off our shoulders, because in the wise words of unwitting YouTube sensation, Sweet Brown, ain't nobody got time for that. Kept this one short and sweet, but thank y'all for listening. Go ahead and share this episode with your friends, your family, anyone in your circle needing some encouragement or something fun to listen to. Go ahead and leave a positive review as well, a five-star review, um, a five-star rating and a review. (laughs) And just doing this helps me to get the word out about the podcast and to share it with more people. So I appreciate you guys. I will catch you on the next one and enjoy your next couple of weeks. Peace.